welcome to another episode of the Horror House Podcast. I'm Joe Bob Picard. I'm uh, Johnny. Johnny on the block. How's it going, Johnny? I don't. I I never know what to say. <laughs> I'm always. I, I try. I'm going to plan next it, week. So I know. It is my goal to catch you off guard when we do these. <laughs> Uh, that's what they called me in high school John, Johnny on the block Johnny on the street Asking the people what they think All the teachers were like Who's this Johnny kid? <laughs> it was me It was me all along So We're Doing another episode, huh? <laughs> we're doing it We're here making another thing For the, for the we're internet going, we're- we're going to keep doing it until the law comes to shut us down. And then we make still do them. Bootleg. We, no, we do the standoff. And what was your name? Who were you? <laughs> I'm Johnny. On the block. On the street. Uh, Joe the, Bob Picard. Joe Bob and Johnny stand off with the police. Yep. Like it's, it's 1930s. It's, I'm basically the redneck version of John Luke Picard. <laughs> uh... Uh, Joe Bob Briggs try to sue us? He seems like a reasonable guy. Maybe. He hates hates the first Chud movie with a passion, though. It's impressive how much he dislikes that movie. (laughs) I I respect the passion, even if I might uh, disagree. He he shed some light on some things for me when I watched him on the, on the, the Shutter show. I was like, oh, damn, he's kind of, he's right. <laughs> he's kind of right here. <laughs> but. I know, but it could be trash and you still like it. Oh, dude, I love Chud, too. And that's like, that's just above shit, like literal piece of shit. And then Chud, too. I may have my ordering mixed up. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. But, yeah. It's fine. It's fine to hate shit. Some shit's fine. Yeah. Uh, if you're out there listening, you can find us on the Twitters at Whorehouse2. Uh, you can find me at Sweetness1 with six E's. And I'm at Chrysersist. And chat us up. We also uh Whorehouse on Facebook. And the Whorehouse Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And if you go to Anchor somehow, I've not done it because I don't know how to do it. You can send us voice messages in some way. I, if you figure it out, awesome. I don't know. I don't know. The first, they're on. They're supposed to be on. So just click, click around, man. If you figure it out, send us a voice message and tell us how you figured it out. Yeah. And then, and then tell us, uh, talk to us about how our opinions are so correct all the time and we're sages we're wise men of horror you know obviously obviously we are and this week is episode 22 we're talking about the green room i didn't know that rhymed until just this moment and i did you're, that on purpose i completely did you're that on a purpose. poet and you didn't even understand that you were a poet i am the subliminal a poet is that related to the abdominable bull <laughs> snowman distant distantly distant cousins second third cousins like there's some like once or twice removed going through there but yeah, yeah. by marriages and so what you been doing this week chris i 
was trying to think today of what movies have I watched this week. I don't think I've watched any, but I have been playing the Halo games over again. And the first one specifically, you don't think of as like a horror game, right? Right. You get to a certain point, it becomes a horror game because you have the flood, the zombie-like things that are... uh, It's very Uh, uh, like the thing, nearly. And just all of a sudden, you're like, what's going on? Why is this base that I'm trying to like work my way through all like deserted and stuff? And then you just get like attacked by the flood and it's kind of great. It's kind of amazing. And I was like, oh, I gotta talk about this because this is kind of horror. This is especially for a game that's like not horror period. And then it becomes yep. like, I'm like, I don't have any fucking ammo. These things just will not, will not stop. And then I've been playing Gears of War 4, which is just like gory and monsters and shit everywhere. So very those, cool. Very cool. The, We've always We've always said on the Horror House podcast that horror is in your heart and you can find it wherever you're looking for it. Yes. And the these are the kind of horror things that I like in video games. I'm not a big fan of like the runaway scared and that's all you can do in the horror video games. Not quite my thing. But these I like when you can do something. Yeah, that's that's a lot more fun. Uh what's the one is it out outlast? It's not that, is it? What's the one? Uh that's one of them. Amnesia. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I think it is Outlast then. Yeah, I just I couldn't get into it. Yeah, there I'm like I, I have no ability to fight back and that's like I'd like to think if I was in a horror situation I I would at least put up a fight. Yeah. Take somebody out with me. They're so like linear and you have to do these certain things or it's just there's no point and you, there you can't play them. And I'm like, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm fine playing these like Friday the 13th and Dead by Daylight where you can you're severely underpowered and you're probably going to die. But those are fine because then you're at least in control of something and you can try to do something. Mm-hmm. Even though you know you probably won't win. I, I like that. You're you're still fighting against the inevitability. Yeah, yeah. So what have you been doing? Um. Well, we finished the series uh, Aries on the Netflix this week. Uh, there were only eight episodes in season one. Mm-hmm. It's that Dutch horror about the secret society, and it's it's very strange. Um. We were talking about it on the way home today, and we both have come to the conclusion that we watched it all the way through. I mean, and, and several nights we watched multiple episodes in one night, but still not 100% sold on it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very weird. Um, now, we have a plan. Saturday, probably, we are going to go see the new Invisible Man movie that comes out uh-huh. um, this week. And, and this week I have been watching a special movie that is, uh, uh, Kiwi horror. Okay. Can you think it's, uh, predates bad taste. It is called death warmed up. Uh, I don't know this. What is this? (laughs) It is 
I, I've only just started just started watching it. Um, I, I have to uh, keep the sound down, and I I was falling asleep. <laughs> it was after we had watched a couple episodes. Still was trying to sleep, but it it's um, basically these doctors have created a drug that can extend life. Uh, but there's always a side effect, and there's intracranial hemorrhage. And one doctor says, tells the other doctor, um, you're mad. You, I can't let you go through with this. I'm coming forward. I'm telling everything. to. I'm going to you know, blow the lid off this and tell everybody what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he goes home, and his nemesis, the other doctor, assaults a young boy in the uh, shower room. Now, young boy, college age. Mm-hmm. But it does show uh, college age male buttocks. And he shoots him in the buttocks with the, this drug, That's and then drives him works. to the house. <laughs> drives him to the house, and I think it's his son. I, I think it's the good doctor's son, and he gives him a gun and sends him to the house to kill his own parents. Okay. And um, then we flash forward some length of time. I'm not even sure how long we jump. Um, and there's some college kids taking a trip and uh there's a one dude acting funny on a boat so they take him to the doctor and he tells the doctor the pain is too bad you should have just let me die and then his head explodes (laughs) it's very practical effects and very gory and uh i'm i'm in i am in is this peter jackson or is this no but very very you can see that this very much influenced um uh, bad tastes. Huh. I have never heard of this one before. Interesting. The uh, here's the first sentence of the user review of this movie on IMDb. IMDb. Personally, I'm convinced Death Warmed Up was completed by a click of people suffering from attention deficit disorder. <laughs> Either that or a bunch of mushroom-addicted guys with a permanent overdose of acid in their blood. Well, hell, you sold me right there, sir. (laughs) Interesting. Who knew that New Zealand had so much going on with horror other than Peter Jackson? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's very weird, but very cool so far. I'm I'm in. There's already been some uh, multiple... uh, pairs of boobs out um the good doctor when he goes home after his day his wife very quickly strips down to her lingerie to make sexy time um but it's uh it's the most awkward lovemaking you've ever seen in a horror movie oh is it like the room where he's like trying to belly button mate (laughs) uh it's it's weird She's uh, like, she she must be like some trophy wife who's only there to pleasure her husband because he just comes home from a rough day of work and she's just like, oh, well, let me make that better for you and takes her dress off and she's already got the sexy lingerie underneath ready to go. So it's like, <laughs> Ooh, okay. Did you wear that to the grocery okay. store? What are you doing? Right. Ah. <laughs> uh. But but I'm in. I'm in, man. I'm telling you, I'm in. And uh, I will have more information for you next week on this movie. Right on. Uh, let's take a little ad break for some money. 
got to make that money. And then uh, we'll be right back to talk about more stuff. And we're back. Great commercial. Great. We, uh, we do such great commercials, Dave. People uh, always I'm, ask me, who does the best commercials? That is acting. I'm, <laughs> we are ready for our Oscars at any time. Uh, I'm going to have I'm gonna have somebody else accept it for me. I'm going to be real punk about it. Go against the system. Just like, just like in the green room, man. Speaking of the green room, we're going to talk a little bit uh, in this segment about, uh, I think there's other names for it and I, that I'm not too privy to off the top of my head, but I simply know the genre of horror as torture porn. Mm-hmm. And it's not a, it's not a subtle uh, name for a genre. <laughs> It gets pretty to the point. Uh, and we're just going to kind of shoot the shit on this genre for a little bit and just see see where it takes us. And so I, I have an idea of what might have been your first experience with torture porn. And you're not you don't even know where what I'm going to tell you. What is that? Misery. Yeah, I, I I know the whole thing isn't the physical torture, but there's that that emotional torture. He's trapped, he he's helpless. But when she pulls out the block and she hobbles him, mm-hmm. I mean that's that was brutal. Yeah, for me, I think when I think torture porn, there's going to be people that are like pulling her hair out, being like, "It's not called that. It's called violent." Uh, sin of, re, I don't know, something, but it's visceral cinema. It's to me, it's like this, like super realistic violence gore, and mm. and and the movie that's like its focus, like the story is a second place to that. It, it almost seems, uh, to me when I think of these movies. Or what I think of the movies that go into that genre. It's like they thought of like cool effects to do and then wrote a movie uh-huh. around them. Yes, yes. So, some of them are very much that way. Yeah. And I, it got me... Because when I think of these torture movies, I think of like, you know, like Hostel. Like the 10 year ago, boom. I guess maybe a little bit further than that now. But, you know, the hostels and the saws and the, there were a couple, uh, the Hills Have Eyes remake was kind of one of those. Yes. And yes. all that whole little era, it was just like Old super. Boy. Audition. Would you put audition in that? I mean, that, I know there's one main horror scene mm. or torture scene but really, I mean, that scene makes up ninety percent of the ugh, of audition. Yeah. It's really, I mean, taken as a whole, it's not a great movie. I, I don't feel like. I know that might be blasphemy. Oh, I can't, I can't wait to see our death threats. <laughs> I honestly can't really remember a whole lot about audition. It's been so long since I've watched it. But uh, I don't. 
since we're talking about the green room and it brought this to my mind, do you consider Green Room a, a torture porn movie? I I don't think so. Um I don't know. It's definitely gory and a very realistic gore. So if that's the definition for torture porn, then yeah, I guess so. Okay. What, I know I what, just contradicted myself, but <laughs> what do you cons- what do you consider the definition in your mind of what this is of the torture porn? I, I I liked your definition or your or your maybe not definition but anecdote about the torture and the gore is foremost and mm-hmm. let's let's get this cool gore on screen and write a story around that. Um, you know, I'm, and I, and I like the Saul movie. So let me preface that before anyone, uh, you know, threatens to murder me, but the, the plot, the overall plot is a little jumbled and convoluted and full of holes. Right. It's, it's, you come for the traps. You came for the torture of, of these people. Um, the hostels are very much that way. It's a it's a cool premise. Um, both the hostel premise is pretty cool. You know, um, some people taken captive and rich people basically pay to be able to come in and commit murder or torture. I mean, yeah. that shit, I could I mean, I, I could believe that really happens. I guess that could be uh, a counterpoint to my definition of torture porn. They're like, "What if torture is the story?" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, I guess that's a, I guess that's a good point." But still, I do I do want to say though that the first Saw movie is so different than the ones that came after it. Yeah, I may, I may yes, be, maybe I'm biased. I don't think I am, but I, I think you're right. I think it's, the first one was very more, was much more story driven. And especially with um, the two dudes in the room uh, with the dead body in the room, that spoiler alert, it's not a dead body. <laughs> um, but they, it, in the sequels, they just were like, what was, what did people like about this? Oh, the twist and the gore. Okay. I see. That's, it's like, they didn't quite understand what made it cool. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's, I still like the Saw movies. I, I think I I like the I second did. one a little bit, not nearly as much as the first one. And then after that, they get so jumbled up in my brain. I think I've seen most of them, but I couldn't tell you much about any of them, <laughs> other than there's some traps and violence. I know that that happens. There's two cops that I'm pretty sure are goddamn twins because I can't tell them apart. As that there was a couple that, uh, yeah i think and, and i so think one of them weird. is working with him bad guy yeah so let me throw this at you is the passion of the christ torture porn i would say yeah <laughs> i mean that Simply was because it the, uh, only tells you know that part of of jesus's whole thing his story it's like well, we're gonna just do the you know the violent part right the the final and, 12 hours of his life yeah so did and, you watch it have to did you watch it oh yeah i watched it back in the day it's i've not, not watched yeah. it since but goddamn that was a uh, yeah dry movie no, to I get mean, through <laughs> that was hard to get through yes 
Yes, I agree. Uh, last house on the left. Um, the original one or the remake? The original. Uh, the remake. I mean, it's not much different. I think there's. I don't think I've seen the remake. I'm thinking about I it. I think there's a little more focus at, on the end on the um, remake. Uh, there's also I Spit on Your Grave, the original uh, 1978, and the remake 2010 are so very much. Do you think that? Because I, for some reason, I draw a, a line in between them. Like I think they're different somehow, even though I don't. Maybe they're not. And I think it may just be the era of realistic makeup and everything that sets it apart in my brain mm-hmm. but like you know those 70s I, I just considered them like exploitation movies exploitation horror mm-hmm. and like I never thought of them as torture porn but you know if they were made today like they would have those realistic gore and stuff so it would absolutely maybe probably put them in that category for me well I, I definitely think the I spit on your graves are that way and the the remake was just 2010 um, but that's very much just like, uh, let's not put a lot of thought into this. Uh, this woman gets raped and left for dead and, uh, without going to get clothes on, she's going to stay half naked and, uh, get her revenge on these, this gang one by one. The, yeah. The, Who made those movies anyway? I was never too keen on the, I spit on your grave ones. I don't think I know. I didn't see the remake of that. But the, uh, the original had some sequels and shit, too, didn't it? Or am I... I believe it did. I remember watching, renting it from uh, Video Corner. If you got Video Corner on your card, mark it off and take a drink. <laughs> yeah. I think the remake is... There, there were three of them on the remake side. Oh, maybe... Maybe uh, four. Uh, maybe... There wasn't remakes for that, or not remakes, uh, sequels for the original. But yeah, there were absolutely sequels for the remake, which is interesting. I don't know if any other film series has done that. Uh, but yeah, I was not, I was not too keen on that. I spit on your graves. I had to. Call what about <laughs> the tabooist? most taboo movie series of the 80s and that is faces of death and traces of death uh faces i remember watching it renting it and because they had like the sticker on the vhs cover it's like must be 18 to rent or whatever and i'm like oh shit I got to like sneak this in because when I would go to rent movies, it was like you get five movies for five dollars for five days, and that was that was my shit. I watched so many horror movies. I'm rambling, but I had to like sneak it into the pile. Right, right. Because <laughs> I want to get I, it in the middle. So yeah, no I thought it was illegal. <laughs> and then watching it and being like, you know, thinking like I'm breaking the law, and then it get, goes through the movie, and I'm like, that's, huh? Yeah, well, that's it. On the other hand, though, a few years later, one of my cousins brought over Traces of Death 4 or 5 or 7 uh-huh. or 19, whatever number they were in, in like 1998. <laughs> and we watched it, and I was like, holy fucking shit. I'm a, I am uh, affected, afflicted. I am a changed person. I can't go on living life down the path that I started on. Here's where I diverge. Things are different now. I'm fu- f- shit's fucked up. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah. They they're they're rough. Oh my god. Um, I remember a scene in the tr- Faces of Death where they um had a monkey like stri- basically strapped into a high chair. Oh yeah. And yeah. they people were smacked his head with a baseball bat till it like split his scalp open and then they they ate his brains. It was hammers, uh, like little handheld like ball peen yeah, hammers. Yeah. It's like apparently some rich people would do that for like delicacy yes. or something. I'm like, oh, yes. I cannot imagine a rich person at any moment in this civilized, you know, last 50 something years where they'd be like, yes, I'll take the monkey that I'll kill myself, please. Miffy, would you like monkey? Okay. And then like, no way. They have somebody else do that shit. <laughs> right. I mean, the rich people that I imagine don't want to get their hands dirty. Yeah. That was, I forgot about that because I know some of the stuff people say it's like clearly it's you know a, a put on like it's it's fake like the dude that parachuted into the crocodile uh, pit or whatever yeah that's absolute and that is absolutely true the crocodile pit he parachuted into is the um, Gatorland zoo down out, outside of Orlando mm-hmm. we've been to that zoo that was like one of my our favorite places to go when we were a kid but the footage, I don't think, is real. I believe the story happened, but I think they faked the footage because, like, how would you have a you know a camera ready on the gator pit, like waiting for him to die? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I. They have because you because the gators can't. You can't always see them from where you're at. They mm. have that set up where they have a camera, and then you got like video monitors. Back so then? you can watch the. Oh yeah, it's. I I believe that really happened. They have a whole little memorial to that I, at the Gatorland Zoo. I will not believe it until the guy comes back from the dead and tells me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a. It was they also and they would take um that I can't. They would remember. take chickens and put them on a clothesline uh-huh. and zing them out over the water, and these gators would jump five feet out of the water and snatch the chickens off of the line. It wasn't that a like a jackass thing where Steve-O like had a chicken yep. in his ass yep. and like went out on the rope, <laughs> and he almost died. He almost died. I, I dumbass. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, the interesting point going back to it: Do you consider those torture porn? Because I mean, there's I, I, there's no story in that shit. Yeah, no, I I think I do. I think I do. So. What about the exploitation movies? Do you put them for sure into that category as well? Um, I spit on your grave. Yes. Last health on the left. No. There is more mm-hmm. story to that. Um, there's True. build up, and there's you know. Don't they so, share some actors as well? That, to go on a side tangent, don't they? Aren't, aren't there some of the actors from Last House the same as I spit on your grave? Or am I crazy? I'm not, I'm not even going to look don't. it up. I'm just going to pretend I'm right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Prove me wrong, internet. Right. But, uh, I'm pretty sure that you are correct. Uh, at least one of the villains. Lyle Alzado and um, Steve Gutenberg. I think Steve Gutenberg <laughs> was in both movies. Um, yeah. a, a young Keanu Reeves. Every time Steve Gutenberg kills somebody, stabs him in the back, he's like, tell him the goo gotcha. And then that's that's it. 
I got so an idea for telling? a horror movie he, now. If he stabs you in the back, who are you telling that the goot got you? The devil? Tell the devil the goot got you. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, that's perfect because he's like, tell him the goot got you. And then you die. Like, as you're dying, you're like, who am I supposed to tell? And as he's walking away. <laughs> Police Academy, the remake, can be a horror movie. You know how they had the trend of horror movies that are not of you know old sitcoms that became comedy movies mm-hmm. in the you know the two thousands. Now they can bring back sitcoms and shit and make them horror movies. Police Academy right. isn't a sitcom, but it still works. <laughs> uh, it it works it works very well. So, do you think torture porn is an accurate name for this genre? Oh, should it just be exploitation s- movies? Is that a better title? I feel like that's a weird title. I don't know, but that they're so that's so all encompassing because I mean you have the the black exploitation of the light late seventies, uh, blood exploitation. Let's call them that. What is it? Blood exploitation. Oh, okay. There you go. Or, we we've g- made up our own gore exploitation. There's so many exploitations. I'm going right. to keep saying that word and make myself real dumb and not be able to say any words. So I got to stop right there with that word. <laughs> so green room certainly has yes. the violence and spades. God damn. Yes. And, and the, the, I mean the gore realistic. and it's very realistic oh. gore. Yes. Oh. I, I'm nearly to the point where I believe that this movie actually happened, and there was just a dude <laughs> like named Lyle that was following them with a fucking camera. And that's uh, maybe you are correct, and maybe um, Anton Yelchin didn't really die in his driveway. Maybe this is what really happened to him. Oh, because well, th- there's no coming back. The this, way they cut up his fucking arm, that duct tape ain't saving him. I'm, I don't know how he didn't. I mean, he. We can talk about that later when yeah. we talk about the realism of this. Oh, because well, it's not entirely realistic. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd need like a some medical staff to like with your makeup people to like get all of that proper. But I kind of wish we would go back to that just speaking of the makeup and the gore and stuff it's like i don't who knows what's under all this shit like just cut it up and put some blood and like gore just gore it up a little bit for me my my cousin kenny one time took the pre-packaged fucking ham and salami that his mom (laughs) uh, my aunt charlotte would buy at the store and wrapped his arm in it one time like wrapped his hand in it and then smeared ketchup on it and on a knife and then he started screaming and run into the room and it looked like he just flayed his arm open his <laughs> hand open I, I mean it was the best most low budget uh effect i've ever seen and it totally sold me i might have been high or drunk as a team <laughs> at the time but it was amazing so, if you have a Kenny story on your board, mark it off and take a drink. <laughs> I had one of those, like, makeup kits when I was younger, and I remember sitting, at, we would go to my mom's family for Halloween sometimes, and I was sitting in the car, and I had this, like, they had this putty shit 
that was like fake skin. It was real crappy, but I was like, I can do something with this. So I like fashioned it around my thumb and like made like a big long gash. And for some reason, I had my dad's knife. Like he gave it to me for something not related to me trying to pretend I cut my fucking thumb in half. But I don't know how long I sat in the car just like working on this makeup effect. And then I was like, okay, get a little blood, like get it inside of the wound. Mm-hmm. But I learned from a, that's kind of when I started learning. I was like, I can't have the blood all over it or they're not going to see that it's a big cut. I got to be subtle with this. Yes. Cause like if you put blood all over everything, then it's just bloody. You can't see the, 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 the stuff. The meat. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then you, I run upstairs. I'm like, Oh my God, I cut my finger. And they're like, Oh Jesus Christ. And I'm like, help me. And then I'm pretty sure I got smacked around a little bit by some some of my aunts, but that's okay. It, it, for, for the love of the game. Was it worth it? Oh, my God. I, it's one of the few things I still remember 20-something years later. So I think that's the only time I've... That may be the, Glory the, first, days. <laughs> the first time I did a makeup effect <laughs> on my own without like looking at the internet. Ah, uh, gorilla filmmaking with no filmmaking. Right. But that's, uh, you know, that's relive that glory, man. That's, yeah. You're only young once. So that's, that's super cool. Let us, do you want to talk about the green room now? Get into I, it? I am into it. I'm ready. All right. So this was released in America. That's big release date was April 15th, 2016. And the dude that directed it, Jeremy, do you, you got a you got a take on this last name? Um, Solnier. Solnier. Hey, oh, damn, it's got to be right then. <laughs> we talked about one of his movies briefly on a mm-hmm. past episode, Murder Party. Yep. And which you'd seen Murder Party, right? Yes, I have. Okay, it's been I've, a while. It's been a while, but I have seen it. Not a bad little flick. I was not. I was pretty happy with it. And Blue Ruin, which I I've seen so many times on streaming things, and I've never watched it, but it's been on like my list, net, Netflix or Prime or whatever, and I've never got around to it. I think I'm going to have to get around to it. <laughs> As a trilogy, uh, Jeremy calls that his inept pr- protagonist trilogy. Interesting. I Well, damn. I I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> and and um, I, I've not seen much on Blue Ruin until re- researching for this. Um, yeah. All this don't just come together it's at the spur of the moment, people. Li- Dave, life is a flat circle. I've been uh, researching uh, <laughs> this movie, preparing for this podcast since before the movie came out. Diligent. You're diligent. I but um, read about Murder Party a little bit before. Sometimes you'll see somebody, or at least I will, I'll see somebody in a movie, and I'm like, where the fuck do I know them from? And so I got to get on IMDb and like look around and I'm like, uh, the one dude in this movie, he plays, uh, I don't know anybody's name in this movie. I couldn't tell you, uh, what's his name? Patrick Stewart. Is he Darby? Darcy. He's Darcy. That's the Darcy. only name. That's yep. the only single goddamn name I know in this movie. <laughs> and I've, um, seen, I've watched this movie three or four times now. And, but the guy, 
at the end, at the end of the movie, he's the one bad guy that kind of goes and tells the police. You know what I mean? That guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Was in Murder Party and also Blue Ruin. But I saw him in Murder Party, and I was like, "Who the fuck? I know this guy from somewhere." And I, I see Blue Ruin. I'm like, "Oh, I've heard of that." And then I see Green Room. I'm like, "Oh shit, he's in Green Room." So this, uh, we may just have to do Blue Ruin. I don't even know that it's a horror movie, but we may just have to do so, it just to get this trilogy of movies done since we've nearly done it anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, one third of the movie trilogy is yeah. right here. We've talked about Murder uh, Party twice. Now, my understanding is that Blue Ruin is a murder revenge story, but the uh, protagonist who is committing the revenge murder has no clue what he's doing. <laughs> I, Hence the inept protagonist idea. I we may have to do that one day. I, I'm intrigued. Uh, but, I hate it. I hate it when a movie it 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 takes me out of a movie sometimes. Um, when people make mistakes that are that seem to go against what their what I perceive their nature should be, you can right. make a dumb mistake mm-hmm. if you're if there are circumstances or your characters. You, you know, I can feel your motivation, but to make a dumb mistake for the sake of moving the plot along, I I don't like that. Yeah, and there are some dumb mistakes made in this movie, but I. I feel like they're all very realistic decisions. The one thing that I have a little bit of a problem with, because I just can't see it very good. Like, I get the whole punk thing, right? Like, they get to this venue that, like, they got fucked over a little bit, then have, you know, the guy gives them a show. Was it his cousin? His cousin. Yeah. And, you know, they get there in the middle of seemingly nowhere, I assume nearly at least that's what it looks like yeah and you know these neo-nazis and shit and they're like oh shit we're gonna be playing for a bunch of fucking nazis (laughs) and so they play like an anti-nazi song fuck the nazis or whatever yep and by the dead kennedys oh is that who that's by yeah and the the chick is wearing the dead kennedy shirt oh she is yeah the i just i i get wanting to be punk and you know all the things you know fuck the man going against you know the grain of everything however you want to do rebellion for the sake of it but you're standing up there and you're like that's a lot of nazis i i don't i I don't know that i should do this (laughs) my brother zeus is is a punk Mm -hmm. uh you know he he was he's punk to his core and hit I know him and his buddies, you know, that that is absolutely the decision they would have made. And, and and very organic. It seemed like that was something that they decided, you know, that's not wasn't their set list. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that wasn't like, oh, man, we had planned to do this song. Do we do we go ahead and do it or do we not do it? Yeah, and they decided like, to go ahead. No, I think like they a, saw the Nazis yeah. and decided Hey, yeah. look at all these fucking Nazis. We got to do the fuck you Nazi song. Yeah. And that is absolutely the decision, uh, you know, Jeremy and, and uh, his guys would have made, man. They're, I feel like that is uh, such a bad decision. <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> I feel like punks. they got kind of what they deserved in a kind of way. It's like you should have maybe not done that. <laughs> It's still they're Nazis, Nazis, man. They're, they're, yeah, they're Nazis. And, I wouldn't fuck a, like I would 
there's a lot of things I would fuck with, but I don't think I'd fuck with a Nazi just because of that. Like, no. Nah. Just because you can. Yeah. Like, let me, let's I, piss off a bunch of Nazis. That's not my bag. I'm out. I'm out. I just would be like, I'm not going to do this show. Let's just not do this one. <laughs> fuck them. I feel like, though, that wasn't uh, necessarily a bad decision. I mean, they did that song... And then everything moved along. I mean, you know, the Nazis were True. right there with them. And True. I, it was almost like, you know, there was a little bit of a respect with that. Of, good, man, good you came point. in here and, you know, you were, you had the balls to do that song. The only thing was, it, I, I, I don't know if to call it a mistake or just plain rude, but you're out of the green room. Yeah. You and maybe it's my uh, healthcare not uh, background. You don't go in a room without knocking. You don't just bust into a fucking room. Yeah, that's I rude, mean, man. Clearly, they said they got to make room for the headliners. Uh, I assume that that would mean that they're in there already. So yeah, like, uh, are you are you that punk that no rules matter anymore? Like, like you're just gonna be like, uh, I don't know. But yeah. It's like Jesus gave them a second chance with that. Uh, okay, you, you, the fuck you Nazi songs didn't have you killed. And then they got back on board with you for the rest of your set. Get the fuck out now. Your stuff's out. Get the fuck out. And then they're like, oh, I forgot my cell phone charger or whatever. Yeah. And then Jesus is like, well, I've, uh, I've I tried to help you. <laughs> I gave you another chance, you assholes. Now. Yeah. I mean, percent of you I think I would have knocked. I think I would have knocked and been like, "Hey, uh we forgot our phone, man. If it, if it's cool, we can can we come in and get get my phone, man?" At least like a peck as you go in and that maybe that would have been enough of a like heads up to the Nazis. Right. They could have thrown a blanket over or oh, something. She, yeah, she's throwing up so bad she's passed out. That's no. But that is not what happened and shit goes off the rails i yeah. apologize for keep hit if i hit my mic several times take a drink that's probably one of my take a drink things all right not mark mark it on your board take a drink <laughs> um how, how big is this board oh my is this god a five by five like a bingo board i think it may, may, uh, with the potential of uh, uh expansions <laughs> It's like a drink so. drinking game that you can buy a DLC for later. You know, yeah. if you if you want to get alcohol poisoning, <laughs> we're okay. Let's just on principle decide now not to sell loot boxes. Uh I'm all bo- I'm all I'm on board selling uh, drinking game bingo cards but i cannot sell a loot box yeah i mean what, i don't even know what what you could put in to a loot box like a jolly rancher that's that would be um, my, that would be my one idea and then we'd already be committed and you'd be like this pistol camo <laughs> pistol camos pistol, that you never see pistol grips <laughs> uh, so uh, this oh one thing so the shit goes off the rails the I want to say he's the drummer whose name I don't know. <laughs> the uh, drummer the of the punk band. band. No, the like the kind of normal looking one, beard beard oh. guy. Okay, yeah. Um, is that Reese? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
He puts, I think that's Reese. He puts the fucking bouncer guy into a fucking legit arm bar. Right. I'm like, oh shit, I don't remember this. I it, I guess I watched this before I got into wrestling, <laughs> like hardcore. But like he puts him in an arm bar and I'm like, fuck, kick his ass. Dude. I got really into like, I was like, I want to see him just wrestle this fucking dude. I want to see him wrestle all these Nazis. And that's not what happened, but. Uh, no, no. I was, I was like, oh shit. Like the arm bar a, is legit. Usually you just see him legit. put in a headlock or something, you know. Is there a horror movie or like something like that where you see an arm bar? Because I was like, I don't know. I've ever seen this in a movie before. No. No. <laughs> so that was cool. One when thing- the uh, UFC was young, I remember um, the Gracies using arm bars. Hoist Gracie was the one that was in the UFC. And uh, so as- after the first UFC... We like all me and my friends. We all went in the other room and and put each other in arm bars and be like, "I bet I could get out." And the fuck you can. <laughs> the one of the so God, so much shit happens here while they're in the green room. The girl the that's not with them, the blonde yeah, weird haired girl. She. Um does something that I don't understand and I really need to talk about it because I don't get it. (laughs) Once uh, the dude is choking him out and he lets go and he's still alive but then he like, you know, starts to you know, roar back into it. They're like, put him out, put him out. So then he, you know, chokes him out, seemingly to kill him, I assume, right? That becomes the goal. I I don't know if his goal was that or if that was just what happened. And then like he's telling the Sam. Okay, I got the names popped up now. He's telling Sam, the girl guitar player, like is, is it, how long does it take? She's like, you know, has it been long enough? And then uh the girl that is now with them proceeds to gut him like a bluegill and i'm like what the fuck how is that checking for anything you weirdo what the fuck are you no. doing it is that that was fucked up because it it was so seamless it was almost like she just unzipped his abdomen yeah yes <laughs> maybe she like did was- maybe we need to rewatch this maybe he had a zipper because goddamn it was just like there, whip, like up, and it was yes. open. Holy and, God. And all of a sudden, his entire abdomen is like an inch deep and flayed open. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you'd have, if you had a claymore and were trying to cut somebody from, you know, pubic region to nipples, you'd have, it'd be pretty difficult still. <laughs> but with her pocket knife, it was just like zip. Like right well, up. It, what, it wasn't a pocket knife. It was a box cutter with a razor blade. Oh, it was so a box I, cutter. I tend, to, I tend to think that it might be oh. legit. It, I Like when you have a good new one, I'll give that to you. But whoever has a good new box cutter? <laughs> right. I mean, that, okay, I'll give you that because that blade only stays that sharp, you know, about five minutes. Yeah, once it touches the air, it starts to degrade rapidly. <laughs> I 
I was actually speaking of box cutters. I was in the garage trying to do something one day, and I was like, "Oh shit, I got a box cutter right here." So I get the box cutter out and try to cut like a piece of tape or something. And I'm like, "Jesus Christ, this is the dullest thing I've ever seen. I could get a tree branch right now, and it would be sharper than this box cutter." Tangent, but uh, real but thing. The the fucked up thing with those box cutters though was. It might not be able to cut paper, but you touch it to your skin and your skin just melts away from it. I, I've cut myself with ones that are dull as fuck. I, I mean, that's, I used to be a grocery guy, stock boy, uh-huh. back in. I don't think I ever got cut with one, and I used one constantly. Maybe I didn't, just don't remember. It's been a long time. But I know I if a sharp one, I don't think I would want to fuck with. But would it do? Would it do that much damage? Like fuck. Either way, uh, do you do you her what? What was she doing? <laughs> like, couldn't she just like kicked him in the mouth or something? Like, if he right. wasn't dead, like he's gonna have a hard time living now. <laughs> it's yeah, you know, uh, weird. She was doing more than just checking to see if he was awake. Yeah, that like immediately like. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this movie? When um when uh Anton reaches out the door and the um, he's given them the gun. One, I don't know why they didn't I there's a lot of adrenaline you're not thinking right. So I'm not yeah. excusing that, but why you didn't look out that little vent to start with, I don't know. Why do you need uh, to hand it to him anyway? Why can't you just like pop it on out there you know just be like right if you, if you were gonna give it up why not just open it and toss it yeah like you I, took I the bullets out, right? why do you have so to reach it. out there as far as you could and, I, and I, what did they cut him with i don't know but i actually meant to go back and look at those wounds today um and i didn't get a chance to because i can't remember if they're on the back side or the fleshy side of his arm it, it really just seemed like they were everywhere. <laughs> I don't if, know if, if, if there was any if reason. If he was that deep on the fleshy side of his arm, uh-huh. he's bleeding out. He's not surviving this movie. I, I, I mean, all the all the duct tape in the world ain't helping him. They put like a shirt or something around it initially, right? And then later find the duct tape. I, I, yeah, they wrap it with something, but it, it's not enough, man. I'm I don't, I'm thinking, you know, he gets the duct tape and then removes the cloth or whatever it was and then puts the duct tape on. I'm like, that seems like that would be such a worse idea. Why wouldn't you just tape it over top of the, you know, that's what I would do. And like get some kind of like, like, I, you know, what is it like when you break your leg on a desert island, get the thing to so you can't bend your leg. A splint. Splint. A splint. Like, get something like that so it's not all dangly and shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's where I went as a non-medical person. Yeah. Uh, if like, those cuts are on the back side of his arm, mm-hmm. you know, the, the bone is much cus- closer to the surface. There's not as much meat there. I uh, mean... It, so I I think that's okay. He's not going to bleed out if, you, that's the, if they're there. It's still going to look gruesome. He was pretty wobbly looking. Like it wasn't yeah. joined together very good. So, do you think they? I don't think they could have cut bone that fast. Like, what have they got? What are they using? Right. <laughs> they got the I, fucking Nazi box cutters. 
Hell so of a the best name. Everyone knows that those are the best box cutters in the world. Uh, there's that. Uh, but yeah. For me, when they get... The story kind of plays out. Is is there any other story beats you want to hit as we go? Because I'm just kind of... I'm afraid I'm just going to start jumping around like I do. <laughs> um... No, not any story beats. Uh, I'll talk later about the general over okay. Archie theme here. But uh, so as the story plays out, like it was a you know a Nazi and his girl were going to take off, right? And the one Nazi comes and kind of joins their side, and they're trying to escape again, and he's you know knows how to get them out apparently gets shot in the face with a shotgun oh yeah and yep. i i remember watching this a, a couple years ago for the first time and when it goes doof and you know and he's dead i'm like what the fuck i was like did they just did i just watch a man die for real i i assume <laughs> his head would probably be a little bit more worse off than it actually was in the movie but goddamn that it one was got me obviously too. not a slug yeah but uh, you know that's <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's it. I don't know. I can't. There's so many moments when the uh, when the dog gets the one dude in the neck. Yeah, I love that he was the singer too, and he got it in the throat. I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. <laughs> and it just chews, just keeps on a chewing. Yeah, which, it, which that's for for seemingly like ever. And I, there's. They're the the band are they're directionless directionless punks. Yeah, you know they don't. There's no planning involved in anything they're doing. Really, they're they're out here with now uh, an assurance that they're going to have a gig anywhere. Really, it seems like they have to siphon gas to get from place to place. Wake up in the middle of the fucking cornfield in their van. Right. <laughs> uh, so these guys are in over their head. In a if it was a trip to the grocery store they're in over their head and instead they're being you know uh systematically hunted and killed by this well-oiled machine of of nazi skinheads led, led by Pat, uh john luke picard <laughs> yes of yes. course they're so fucking organized it's fucking picard leading them which how did you feel about patrick stewart in this I, I thought I th- I thought it was pretty perfect I, because I, I like that he wasn't didn't command the show like he, I mean he he didn't true the attention wasn't on him you know he he stayed calm um, you know when he's telling the kids when they're in, when they're in the green room the if you're going to argue I think the biggest argument is why would you give up the gun. But he's very calm. He's like, hey, you, you keep the bullets if you want to keep the bullets. That gun is unregistered. I'm, I'm not fucking around here. I'm, I'm admitting to a crime, basically. I, I've got an unregistered handgun. I want the police to come here and settle this. I can't let that happen as long as you have that gun because you, right. you know, you got something on me. I mean, he's very believable. He's so calm. He's not coming in here hot, which there, I think would set yeah. their 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 alarm bells off i mean 
There was a moment or two afterwards where he gets hot with his Nazis. Uh, he slams yes. the one yeah. dude head, one dude's head into the wall when he gets pissed off, and I'm like, oh shit, don't fuck with them. If you, I feel like uh, we, we, I wanted to kind of see that a little bit, like maybe towards the end, like instead of them just like killing him so easily. Like if he could have had just like a moment, I'd like to see him like maybe kill one of them just for the fuck of it, like and like violently too. <laughs> But I I don't know. I wish there was a little bit more because he's got to have that in him. They showed it briefly, but it never just... I mean, you're leading a bunch of Nazis. You're going to have some kind of violent strain in your brain somewhere, for sure, I would assume. Right, but I, I think he's past that because, I mean, he did kill the the band that murdered the girl to start the whole downward spiral of this movie. Mm-hmm. He said he gives them that heroin, sends them on their way. And at first you think, okay, he's giving them some heroin to set them on their way. But later on, he says, no, there's a bag batch of that, uh, inward dope running around. Oh, right. Right. And that's the dope he gave him. I mean, he knew it was bad. It's his dope. Uh, it's, uh, I, I would have liked to seen him just like, I guess it makes sense though. Cause he is like. You know, he's to the point, like, he knows how all this works. Like, he's, like, systematic as shit. Yes. So, I guess he doesn't need to kill anybody. He doesn't need to get violent because he's got, you know, these hundred Nazis to do it for him, I guess. To me, so that it's, that's more intimidating. Yeah, I guess it kind of makes because sense in that way for him to die so casually. Like, he gets shot three good times. Right, and, and, and at the end, I think it's... It's a partially that, you know, hey, these kids are over in over their head. Right. I, I've pulled out all the stops. I've told the guys, okay, go in. If you got to shoot them, shoot them. Just don't shoot them as more than you have to because you're going to be digging the bullets out. Mm-hmm. Go in, shoot them. We're done. Let's get this over with. And so, you know, each step of the way was a slow progression. First, he tried to talk the kids out of the room. Yeah. Then it was, you know, okay, we're going to grab the one that first one out of the door and we're going to start cutting. Then it's bringing the dog. Uh, he, he suggests at one point bringing in multiple dogs and the dog trainer. And I, and I love the little detail. You want me to take two fighting dogs and send them in there? That's not going to be effective because the, they're fighting dogs. They're all they're going to do is fight. Right. Um, so, so I mean, just a just a little detail there. Um, he's telling the guys, you know, if you're cutting them, try not to get to the bone, because I, you know, he's he's thinking, okay, everything has to be measured because we're going to set this up and we're going to stage this, and when that doesn't work, okay, we're going to escalate, and it's it's systematic, methodical, step by step escalation. At the end, when he says, okay, fuck it. Fuck the escalation. Fuck the the slow. Go in there and shoot them. I'm getting out of here. We're done. This is over. We're going to call this quits here. And then at the end, he's setting up the crime scene, and they come up on him. Uh, I think it just takes him out of his element. I think that's the first moment of weakness is I'm not in control anymore. And he doesn't know how to act when he's not in control. And so he doesn't give up. All he does is, you know, turn around and walks away. And he, you see him pull out a gun. I think that if he had gotten, if they hadn't been aggressive enough to start shooting him in the back like they did, yeah, I think at some point he was going to turn around and try to get the drop. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that was like they never the punks never had the you know they were spont uh, spontaneous for the whole thing. They didn't know what they were doing, like you were saying. Like they couldn't go to the grocery store with a plan. It like there's nothing systematic in their makeup. Period. Right. And it didn't work out for them at all. Because like when they try to leave, they're like the first thing they say is they're going out the door is like fuck it. Let's I don't know. Fuck it. We're trying to leave. Fuck it. Don't know what's going to happen. We're right. just going to see what happens. And then two, right. two or three of them die right then. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then th- everything else seemed to be like, you know, fuck it. I don't know. Let's just try it. And it never worked. And then even at the end, I don't feel like that ever left. They still felt when it was just Anton and the, the blonde girl left. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he tells Amber? her the is that her name? I think so. And, you know, they he finishes telling her the paintball story. And even that story kind of still supports their, like, you know, haphazard, spont- spontaneous, like, just go out there and just fucking go for it. Which is kind of what they do. I feel like at, at for a moment they try to have a plan and it works kind of good. And I think that's what gets them out of there. But still, when they get to... Darcy and as they're setting up the scene and stuff, it's, it's they're still not very. They're a little better, but they're still not quite. You know, working on right. on, uh, on a plan. <laughs> well, I mean that one. Their plan was to get out of there, and then they hear the was it the dogs? They hear the dogs, and they're like, "What's going on up there? You don't want to know." And he's, they make that a, a spontaneous decision. You guys go ahead. I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm going to take care of this. I mean, that's that's a dumb idea. Yeah. It it works out for them because they catch them by surprise with that dumb idea. But it's a dumb idea. I, speaking of that part, the Nazi that's with them, they're like, you go back and you call the cops. Like, what, you're trusting him to fucking, like, I didn't, after everything they'd been through, like, they, they didn't seem as revenge happy or at least Anton didn't as I feel like I maybe would have been because like if I was like hauling this guy to go call the police I don't know that I'd have been hauling him off to call the police <laughs> I I definitely don't think I would have and then, trusted him uh, you know he was facing off against that the one Nazi by the van where he's aiming at him through the window and he's like throw me your gun he's like I don't have a gun he's like I'm gonna shoot you either way if you don't throw me a gun (laughs) yeah but it's like I don't think I really don't think you would have in that in that instance but he just I feel like he needs a little bit more of revenge coursing through his veins uh, considering his entire all of his friends are dead (laughs) Uh, I know I probably would have just I wasn't I wouldn't have been taken prisoners at that point yeah I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have taken prisoners. I wouldn't have trusted him if I did take a picture. I'm gonna trust you to go call the cops, man. Yeah. No, oh, I'd be worried that as soon as he's out of earshot, he's gonna be signaling to the Nazis, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or, you know, just going off and you know, getting off scot free. He's just he he went he ran off to parts unknown. Right. He's and then working has, at the Taco Bell. Yeah, no consequences for all this bullshit. 
which I don't know. Which is worse, really? Like, sending more Nazis or just like this one asshole that just got away with it pisses me off. <laughs> but he did. Yeah. He went and told these people at the at an orchard or something. I think it was. Like, hey, uh, I need you to call the police. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, it, uh, he actually was showing some kind of second thoughts uh, towards the end there. Like he hands him the red shoelaces. And he's like, uh, thanks, I guess. I don't... He was showing some of resentment towards all well, of you, this, but... Typically, in an, in Nazi punks like that, you have to kill somebody to get your red shoelaces. Oh, I didn't know... I that's, have no idea about any of that. That's kind of, that's kind of the sign that you've been blooded in. Oh. Good to know, um, maybe. Yeah, so if you're fighting a bunch of Nazis and uh, check out their shoelaces, the dudes with the red, they may be, you know, they've killed before. The dudes without the red, they may be more motivated, though, in true. order to get their reds. Very true. <laughs> so I don't know which would be worse. Oh, the, is there anything else about Green Room that you want to discuss before we get to uh, the next little thing we do in this show. I, ju- I just, even though I have the questions about like the cut on the arm and, and the, the realism of that. Yeah. That's, that's most of my questions. I mean, that's, that's not very much for me to come out of a movie. That's supposed to be realistic <laughs> True. to question. Cause <laughs> I was the, you know, you have that, and then me with the bluegill boy bouncer, <laughs> bouncer bluegill, uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I think it's really just kind of nitpicky. I mean, uh, what else can you do when you're talking about a movie for as long as we talk about movies? You got to nitpick a little bit, I guess. Right. But I wouldn't even say they're bad. They're just like, what? I, I just, uh, I just don't know. <laughs> It caught my but it caught my eye. The entire punk stuff before the shit starts going down. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's my brother Jeremy. He'd been right there. He I mean that's that's the way they did. You know, by the seat of their pants and not a care in the world. And you know, it's wow. about music and getting drunk, and that's it. Oh, I can respect those two things but i would not want to add getting stabbed by a nazi also to that list <laughs> like hardcore hardcore pass on that one not my bag but i've i do like green room quite a bit it is a desperate feeling movie to me like there is not a lot of hope <laughs> to be to be had at, at any point it even starts off with no hope because they're like, we're not, we don't know how where we're playing next or we don't know where we're going. And then it just proceeds to escalate from there all the way to till nearly the end. Oh, I do have yeah, one, one nitpick about the end. We'll come back around to that. What did you, what's your overall for Green Room? Uh, I liked it. I, I had had this movie in my sights a few times as far as like, I want to watch this movie and never did. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm glad you picked it because I enjoyed it very much. Uh, 
it was very gritty very realistic um i liked it i, I liked it you know that you i know you're not supposed to root for the nazis but I just admired their level of organization a little bit. I mean, um, if anything, like I've saw, I was reading a couple little things, and there was one person complaining a little bit about Patrick Stewart. I can't remember what it said. But if anything, like it or don't like him in the role, I think he's at least believable as like this systematic guy, mm-hmm. Nazi or not. Like I believe that that is. Right. <laughs> so you put Nazi on that. It just works in this. And uh, like I said, I know I've heard that uh, I've been researching this. I, I saw a couple people have, that commented and complained, Oh, you got Patrick Stewart and he doesn't get this moment or this. Uh, I think that that is antithetical to what they were trying to do with this movie. All I right. mean, the Nazis aren't the good guys. You know, and he's not some big, bad, virtuous villain with you know these pure motives that you're going to give a moment to. He's a fucking Nazi drug dealer, man. Right. Um. So I I, I don't think you wanted that. I I could imagine Patrick Stewart not wanting that. I, I could imagine if if you just said, "Hey, we got this shitty little horror movie we're going to do." Uh, it's your part is low key, but it's not. If, if we told people Patrick Stewart was in a movie, this is not what they'd imagine. I mean, as an actor, you know that's a that's kind of got to be the draw. I mean, it, it can't be money at, at this point for Patrick Stewart. Yeah, it's I, not fame at this point for Patrick Stewart. I'm actually not sure. Sorry if my Windows sound just played, everybody. <laughs> But I'm not sure if I've, that window sound threw me off. I had a great idea, and then it just fluttered away with that windows noise. <laughs> the oh, get back on track, Chris. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Patrick, Patrick You're talking Stewart about Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah. that's where we are. Uh, I was. I can't think of another horror movie he's in. Surely he's been in at least another one or two. I would imagine, given how long he's they- been acting. I found one on IMDb called The Doctor and the Devils from 1985. And as from what I can tell, he's not the lead. Um, but he's. I can only assume that he's not a Nazi drug dealer in that. Uh, no, that's a turn of the century grave yeah. robbers story, Victorian England grave Which, robbers. I, plays you know plays into the why he would want to do it because I, I think beyond a shadow of a doubt he's never played a nazi drug dealer <laughs> before well, this. yes yes i can totally imagine like them trying to pitch this to him though like yeah nazi drug dealer what do you think and he's like make it so <laughs> <I guess. laughs> but the ending i wanted to talk about the ending for a second before we get to the end uh the end of the show rather uh, they're sitting there, uh, Anton, and I like how we just called him Anton this whole time. I don't know what his character's name is still. <laughs> um, Pat. Pat. Did they ever say that once in the movie? Why did I have I'm, such a hard I time? I really don't know. I don't know. A, I, I, you couldn't tell. Darcy. I recognize that name. 
And that's literally the only name. Anyways, at the end, they're sitting there, him and, and the, the blonde girl. And Amber? he goes, I know my Desert Island man. And what, what does she t- t- say to him? She's like, tell somebody who fucking cares or something. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's the, that's the end. Like, Come on, I, you just went through all this. I mean, uh, and, yeah. I didn't even get like a, like a chuckle out of it. I was like, I just, I felt like that line was just, that little part was just kind of weak to me. I feel like that's the weakest part of the movie, honestly. I didn't like that part. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say I, it. I, I don't know. It might be a little, you know, punk. It might That might be a little, you know, of the punk nature coming as, back as that. That's what I That's what I was thinking. Like, is this, the, is this a punk thing? But I mean, this is the, even, I don't give a fuck. Even the blonde girl, like, as they're going out the door, she's like, uh, Madonna and Slayer. It's like, well, you were talking to nobody. They didn't give a shit about you then. And you were telling people, like, I don't know. It just seems like a weird, like, throwaway, like, oh, she's hardcore kind of thing. I don't know. I just, not my favorite way to end the movie. But I like the rest of the movie. So, the last line, maybe somebody can send me a copy that's got that edited out. (laughs) (laughs) Just that, that's the director's cut, is just cut out those last 15 seconds. Yeah. Oh, see? That could have they could have just got rid of that line and it could show Anton being like, I know my Desert Island band. The end. The end. Perfect. Perfect. Cut it. Recut it. Genesis. Cut it, repackage it. Ship that shit out. I know I know my Desert Island band. You too. I know. Because you. if I if that's the only music I had to listen to, it would give me the strength to end it there. <laughs> oh, to end it? I thought I thought you were yeah, saying get off nope. the line, get off the island. No, nope. it would give me the strength to just end it, give up. Fuck it, I don't. E- I will hold my head underwater until I drown rather than listen to you two. Uh, fair, fair, fair. Uh, so speaking of the desert island bands. There's one more thing I want to say about this movie before. Well, go ahead. Let's go on. Let's go on with our desert island bands, and I, I'll I'll save my one last party thought for the wrap. Okay. Well, let's instead of bands, let's do a whorehouse five on our desert island horror movies. Yeah. This week on the Horror House 5, we are talking about our Desert Island horror movies. So we've got five Desert Island horror movies. I'm picking two. Dave's picking two. And we're gonna we're gonna share the wealth on the on the first one. So uh, Desert Island, not Desert Island. Um what did movies did you pick? I was <laughs> uh Diabetes, the thickening. Oh shit! I've not watched that one yet. No spoilers. Don't you spoil the diabetes. Uh, in real life, I prefer to call it lipabetes, <laughs> not the sugar. <laughs> right? I'm positive. I'm a positive guy. I don't. You don't have the diabetes. You have the lipabetes. So, what is one of your desert island horror movies? Um. So. I'm going to go with The Thing, oh. the 
80s remake. Uh, good it's, shit. Yeah, it's so good. The The acting is phenomenal. The practical effects, it's, you know, legit scary. Uh, we're going to have to do this on the on the podcast one day because yeah oh yeah oh, you yeah. know this is such a good movie and the, you know there's always the question of is the monster gone and if it's not gone yeah where is it or who is it such a goddamn great movie i love i love john carpenter so much i love the thing so much and kurt russell so much it's got three of my favorite things <laughs> It, it's uh it's great it's great practical effects has to be one oh, of the best things of all time holy shit i don't know there's been things that have approached the greatness of that but i don't think anything's quite reached that craziness of a level since and that's go that's going on like 35 40 years old now god damn i think it still stands up yeah for me for my first pick I'm going with Day of the Dead, 1985, I want to say, Romero. Okay. Because how how can I not? That's one of the first movies I remember watching, you know, in my days of five VHSs for five days for $5. And I remember getting Day of the Dead and just, it's one of the first horror movies I remember just completely blowing my brain out of my eyes i was like wow this is amazing <laughs> all of the everything it's just i could talk about we this this is another one that we've not done on the show that we'll have to do one day just have to do it yes yes and and it's i think day of the dead really sets the trope of the zombies aren't the most dangerous thing in yeah. the zombie apocalypse so it's i love so much about day of the dead i could talk about it for a long time but we'll save that for another episode what's your next pick dave well the thing is so serious that i had to go the opposite way for my next pick and i'm going with bad taste uh Uh this movie is it's a gore fest but it's a funny gore fest it's so good um it's, this is another one I would love to do on the show one day. It was um, almost the was it almost the first episode or almost the second episode? Yeah, we we've I've come close a couple times. I've come and close to picking bad taste a couple times. Bad taste is crazy. I could I, when you were talking about that news. What was the movie you were talking about at the beginning of the show? Uh, Death warmed up. Death warmed up. I was like, I didn't know there was anything before bad taste. What is this? I I just found it. It was on um, the primes. I found it one day, and I just thought, "What is this?" You give and some New Zealanders, you give some Kiwis access to making some gore, and apparently they just just go they, for it. They, they do it right. They do it right. And for What's my the, second pick, yep. I am going with a movie we've actually talked about on the show just very recently. And another zombie movie, Return of the Living Dead, because it's Return of the Living Dead. I kind of did it your method without even realizing it. Got my kind of serious Day of the Dead, and then get the get the laughs with the Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Bing bang boom. That's how we do. 
And if you want to hear us talk about Return of the Living Dead, just rewind a month and listen to like two hours of it. <laughs> it's all there. It, it, you think it, this is a costume? Man, this is a way of life. <laughs> oh, think podcasting is so complicated. I could operate this goddamn thing. <laughs> I changed it up a little so, bit. That's not quite the thing, but yeah. Yeah. This, uh, man, this was a really hard, tough ex- exercise uh, to to pick a couple movies. If you're going to be on a, a deserted island to to only have those movies forever yeah that's tough and there's a part of me that still regrets not putting robocop on my list but i that's not really a horror movie so i can't but at the same time i want to (laughs) i and i and i asked the same question about predator um and and it and i feel like predator has that mix you know it's the serious and the monster but then there's so many great one-liners from Arnie, and it starts off. It's a it's an army movie. Mm. I mean, it's it's a good third of the way into the movie before it turns into you know sci-fi horror. Yeah. So I think I those like are it's got a good blend. I think those are two pretty great honorable mentions for this list. They're, they have horrific elements for sure. But they don't quite go completely. Right. So I feel like right. those are good honorable mentions to the first one. But what's the first one? You may be asking yourself, listening. We don't know yet. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I would nominate Event Horizon. Good. Good choice. I was thinking maybe Nightbreed. Oh, yes. I, I love that. I... Oh my god. Let, let me type these as we go and we'll we'll whittle it down. I was trying to think of the movies we've enjoyed the most on the podcast so far. The and shortcut? I wanted to, but where we talked about it just so, just last week, I just didn't want to I didn't want it to feel like we were, you know, oh, it was actually 2 weeks ago, sorry. I didn't want the people to think we were like getting paid by the Happy Madison people. Right, right. In reality, we've talked about the shortcut more in the last twenty years than the Happy Madison people have talked about the shortcut. They're good if anything, they want us to forget that the shortcut exists. Um, Nightbreed is one. Event Horizon certainly is one. We needed when we did Alien uh, a couple months ago. I wanted to do like some more stuff like a theme for a little while like alien i wanted to do event horizon next but then it was christmas so we went full in with the silent night but we'll we'll come back around because that's such a great movie horror movie 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 but what else oh my god this is how how do you how I would rather die than to be. Oh my God. The exorcist is really scary. Yeah. I mean, I'm what is, what is really our criteria? Do you think I just kind of went for my favorites, but I mean, you're on a desert Island, right? Like you have to consider that these are the only things you can watch. So you're going to watch them repeatedly. I would assume. 
I don't know that so I'd I... want to watch The Exorcist repeatedly. <laughs> oh man, that would that would be kind of depressing. Yeah, and it just keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice um, is a horror movie. Back, uh, Beetlejuice, <laughs> Beetlejuice, yeah, yep. nah, nah. But um, I don't know. I, I would almost. <sighs> It's got to have a mix. It's got to have a blend. It can't be all all super serious. Because if I'm already on a desert deserted island, true, the last thing I want is just to be weighed down by the gravitas of something. So I'm going to go. Yeah, I think that's easy. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. I mean, you can tell because we've done what three zombie movies. Um, and come close to picking others, uh, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've come so close to picking some other zombie movies. Zombie movies hold a special place in my heart. And, and Shaun of the Dead is, I mean, it, it is right on on all the beats on on the humor of of the zombie apocalypse. I don't know that I would pick it as my number one, though. But if, if Event Horizon is like the opposite, polar opposite side of that, because I don't think there's any humor in that at all. <laughs> no, no, they don't. Uh, they don't generally crack too many jokes. Uh, yeah, it's so that devil, that hell, right? Have, am I right or am I right? <laughs> I don't fuck number one. Maybe the hardest thing to decide of all time. <laughs> it it is. It really is. I mean, how do you pick one movie, or even like if you're just talking top five? How how do you um how do you pick one? Now I'm going to throw another choice out that we've reviewed on the horror house, and it was another movie that you've turned me on to. What about Bone Tomahawk? That's another one that I wrote down, but I wasn't I wasn't sure because I don't because I could if you made a whole movie of just um, chicory <laughs> interacting with Sheriff Hunt, just I'm in I'm in, I'm in on that. Man, I I don't I may just have to to just agree to go with Shaun of the Dead or I don't think this list will ever end. The, the discussion for this list will ever end because this is h- hard to think of. And uh, I, I do love Shaun of the Dead, though. I feel like, I mean, there's, you know, the zombie stuff is good. Um, I think we're um, going to have to, in conclusion, say I'd rather die than only pick one movie to watch I, over and over i think that's the lesson for today you can't you can't just you can't just pick just one or five but i think that's a pretty good little list we got i mean cop out what a bunch of pussies hey i mean realistically i don't think i would last long on a deserted island so two two three movies probably all i'm gonna get through anyway <laughs> If I'm being realistic. 
Plus, well, maybe not if there's power. Is this a battery op- D- D- battery operated DVD player we've got going right. on? Right. There, there's still the, the question of how are you watching this damn yeah. movie? What are the logistics in this shit? What's really going on? If I got this, why can't I get off violence? <laughs> but maybe, maybe I'm going to have to pick Nightbreed for the um, the boobs, the smoke lady's boobs. Huh? Well, we. Oh. Are we sharing the island with these? Are we sharing our movies or is it just like I get my two and then plus the number one and then you get your two plus number one on a different island? Oh, shit. I don't know. We didn't pick very. We didn't uh, put much thought into the parameters of the island. here. Yeah, we didn't collaborate uh, in between ourselves on the first two picks. But if if we do share movies, like say we can throw movies back and forth. We got Return of the Living Dead for boobs already. Oh yes, and but got the got the they got the quickster going on. Just saying. Oh, so so maybe I would have to go with uh, the beautiful uh, Linnea Quigley. Would love you. I'm going to go with another uh, woman I love, Barbara Crampton in uh, uh, Reanimator. Oh fuck, Reanimator would be a good one. Maybe that. Fuck, that's another one. That's another one that could be number one. <laughs> that's another one we need to do on the show one day. Reanimator is goddamn great. Yeah, oh, yes, I, I love it. I love it. Any um, of that, you know, that, From Beyond, um, those movies are so... From Beyond is so weird. That's such a weird yes. movie. Speaking of From Beyond, Color Out of Space is out now. I don't know if you've checked your uh, Facebook Messenger, but I know I am the luckiest man in the world. My beautiful and talented wife just purchased Color Out of Space on Voodoo for us. Oh, shit. Well, let's end this podcast and go watch HP Lovecraft shit. So, uh, to wrap up, I think we both give this movie a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Check it. Well, check it out with the caveat that you are not put off by extreme gore or extreme violence. If if, oh, yeah. if you're more into the cartoony side, a little bit more tame horror, a little bit more uh, subtle psychological stuff, maybe this is not your bag. But let's be realistic. You probably wouldn't be listening to us if that was your bag. At if least you're listening to, to us, you're a sick fuck, too. So if you're listening this far, you've probably already watched the movie. So tell us your thoughts on the, on all those social media things we told you earlier. Pop us a message. Tell us tell us what you think of it. And and just to wrap up, I, you know, we I want to announce that we've just got a couple episodes left. We're going to be ending for season one. Taking a little break, let you guys uh, cleanse the palate for a minute, and uh, we're probably ending all of the other podcasts at the same time that we do, and then we'll be coming back in a few weeks with season two, um, and um, maybe some new features, maybe just return to the same old shit, Um, but we hope you come along with us. As with most things, we're figuring it out as we go. Yeah. (laughs) And I just want to say, I, I, I hope there's no hard feelings because I talk all the time about how Uh-oh. ugly Sarah Parker is. <laughs> but in reality, I want everyone to know that I also feel like she does not 
know how to act. I, I, I don't. I don't. I and it's probably dumb, too. We still have so, we still have a couple more episodes of season one left, so don't yeah. t- tune out just yeah. just quite yet. Yeah. So uh, if you had pooping Stay on Sarah Parker, that's basically the free space on our bingo. That's absolutely the free space. <laughs> uh, that about does it though. So some things to look forward to: a break from hearing us talk for a little while. I'm sure that's probably on some people's minds at this point if they're still listening Fondas and Stella's uh, probably at the top of the list quit talking about fucking all this fucking stupid shit you know uh, but you can how still to listen the to us on the yeah, you can still uh, listen to us on the uh, Royal Rumble 1989 podcast oh, every shit. week we just talk about the same Royal Rumble <laughs> The whole podcast is about a different entrant into the Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I'm starting that. I, Rumble 89. Getting that going on anchor.fm. If you want to get a free podcast going, I'm just kidding. It ain't ad time. Yeah, maybe we come back with a, a new and improved sponsor. Oh. Callahan Hit us up. Automotive. Hit us up. Uh, Callahan Brakes. I make car parts for the American working man because that's who I am and that's who I care about. <laughs> oh, fuck the 90s. Why is that stuff like ingrained in... I don't know. I don't know. That's... Whorehouse, Whorehouse Podcast Season 2 sponsored by Diabetes. <laughs> and Chris Farley movies. Not necessarily going hand in hand, but you know, you know. Well, anyway. I mean, have you? Did you see Chris Farley? He he, he was a big fella. Yeah, they <laughs> probably went hand in hand. Uh, so next week, be sure to come back next week because we got another episode. I don't know. I've got a straw in my hands. I'm vigorously. I'm like seriously pointing it at the screen like somebody's paying attention. Got another episode next week. Got a couple more episodes. Yeah, if, you're, if you follow us on the Twitters already, you might already have had a say in what the next episode is. Yeah. Uh, if not, the you might uh, have already know what the next episode is if the voting is over by the time you hear this podcast. Uh, how many days is it? Is the is the three? I opened it up for three days. In this podcast, I think it will be closed by the time the podcast goes up. So yeah. that's why you need to follow us on the social medias, man, because we're gonna be asking sometimes. And yeah, don't don't be left out. And you know what? If you don't like the options, then you can be like, I want to see Silent Night three, and then I'll tell you to fucking unfollow and get out. Don't, Dave. It might be the best one of the series, man. You don't know. <laughs> But that's, I think that that's it for me for this episode. We're done. We're out. I'm out. You can stay if you want, Dave. Uh, no, I'm done. I'll see you guys next horror time. Same horror channel.